0: we all had a good holidays. Probably not, but I've just come back from Gippsland. I've never driven so much in my life, I don't think. I went from, went from here to Gippsland, four and a half hours, then back to Melbourne to my grandchildren for two days, then back to Gippsland and then home. But it was good, it was good. I don't get to see my grandchildren very often, so it was really good. But I'm not too sure about this sermon. (laughs) Well, I tried doing it in the different bits in between all the busynesses, so, yeah. But as Josie said to me, she said, open your heart up to God and he'll do it. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. Um, This morning, what I'm going to talk about is what we've been doing at our life group, which has been a study on prayer and there's been two different, oh, I've got him. Oh, wait a minute, go back. Got him. Been two different aspects that have really touched me as we've been doing. One is persistence, and the other bit is when God seems million miles away, it doesn't matter how much you talk to him, he's not talking to you, which seems a bit weird. So these are the two things that have really struck me. So I want to start off with the persistence bit. And I just loved this picture. Can you see the persistent widow chasing the judge? And I thought, well, what does persistence mean exactly? What, in, in the Bible, what does it mean? But first, let's read the story. And you kids can listen to this story too, because you'll find it interesting. So Luke 18, one to eight. One day, his, Jesus told his disciples a story to illustrate their need for constant prayer and to show them that they must never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who was a godless man with great contempt for everyone. He couldn't care two hoots. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly appealing for justice against someone who had harmed her the judge ignored her for a while but eventually she wore him out i fear neither god nor man he said to himself but this woman is driving me crazy i'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests then the lord said learn a lesson from this evil judge even if he renders a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who plead with him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when I, the Son of Man, return, how many will I find who have faith? So, what is persistence? Is it that wo- where is she? Is it that woman chasing after the judge? Are we supposed to be stamping and feet our feet and saying, "I want God. Tell me. Give me an answer. Why aren't you doing it? Come on, come on." Are we like a little kid who says, "Mom, I want it. Mom, Mom." I don't think that's what quite God means by persistent prayer, nagging Him, chasing after Him. So is it painful, endless, long prayer, kneeling on our knees and just going on? And it's really painful to us and to God. Is it that when you're just giving yourself a pain in the belly? What is persistent prayer? For me, I think, and I have had a few occasions when I have had persistence, I've had to wait years. Some prayers, I actually, I assume I got a no because I never got it and it can't happen now. So I'm assuming that was a no, but, and I have to say that hurt, but I know God will only do things for my good, for my best. So if the best for me was that my husband never came back, then so be it. That was God's best for me. Now, I couldn't get it, I still can't get it, but he knows. So, what is it? To me, it's... When I ask God for something, but it, and it keeps coming back to my mind, it might be every few days, it might be every week, it might be every month, but it's not something when I ask him and say... Oh, God, can you help me do whatever, whatever? And I've forgotten it the next week. I've forgotten all about it, whether he answered or didn't answer. That's not persistent prayer. And I sometimes think God says persistent to see how serious we are, really, about what we're asking for. But what I want to do this morning is do a comparison between God and us and the unjust judge and the woman. So let's look. I should have put it around the other way. I actually thought I had. I might have the old thing. But anyway, the judge, he was unjust. He couldn't care about the woman. He just didn't care. It said he didn't care about man, he didn't care about God. What's the difference with God with us? He's righteous, he's holy. He does care. The woman went to the judge on her own account. She just went to the judge. But when we go to our judge, when we go to God, he interacts with us. He's not just sitting like the judge, the unjust judge, sitting, I wish this woman would go away. I wish she'd get lost. Thinking about what he'd have for tea, perhaps. But God actually listens and engages with us the woman had no advocate she had no one to plead her case we've got the Bible says we've got Jesus as our advocate he's before the throne day and night he pleads our case for us we can go to our God with Jesus as our advocate She didn't have one little bit of encouragement. None whatsoever. And we're told to ask and it will be given. And we're told to keep on asking. And the woman could only go to the judge at certain times. And when can we go? Any time we feel like it. Where, Where can we find him? Anywhere where we want to. In the car? In the toilet? In the bedroom, anywhere. Here it sounds like here's the last place. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but we can go to God any time we want. And as I read that story of the woman who kept chasing after that judge to get her answer, that last little bit that um it says Even if that judge rendered a decision in the end, don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people? Now, our request might be nothing to do with justice. It might be something else that's so important to us. I know there's many, many people here who have prayed for their families for years and years and years that their families would come to know God. And... We know that this is in god's will this prayer because he wants all to come to him i don't have answers why it takes so long whether it's to do with that god has given us that free will but i know he will keep drawing that person and i know being in his will that that prayer will be answered whether we're dead or alive god will do it but in other aspects. I wanted to tell you a story. While I was away, I was with my sister. She told me something she'd never told me before. Many, many years ago, her children were basically kidnapped by their father and taken away. And it finally came to court. And for some reason, they asked the oldest child who she'd rather be with and she told the court she wanted to be with her dad. Later, when her mum was tearfully saying goodbye, she said to her mum, Mum, I said I'd wanted to be with dad because I know you'll always love me, but I don't know about dad. Now, a child's reasoning. Those two children, they lived a terrible life for a few years. My sister told me, and she'd never spoken about it ever before, she said every night, she said, I'd cry my heart out and I'd beg God for my children to come back. This went on for, oh, that would be three years she was begging God. Then something happened. Her children didn't come back at that stage. She was rarely able to see them. And when she did, she was so distressed, the conditions they were living in, Dad, i have to say, finally ended up in jail. Um, But three years later, she met the most beautiful, beautiful man who became her husband. And I can happily say they're still married, still deeply in love with, with one another, and I just love going there. She met this man and she said at the time, she said it was like God, He couldn't give her back her children at that time, but he'd given her something else to just help her. And that's what God's like. Even in the midst of trauma, I can remember, and this seems so silly, but I was in trauma and God gave me a little dog. And I loved him to death. God, he loves us so much and he knows what we need she said to her it was like god had given her the most precious gift three years later her children were old enough to leave home they came back to her they lived with her for a few years and then as adults they didn't move very far away from her at all she sees them all the time now they depend on her but i'm afraid those kids do have a lot of problems but god he loves us so much And that was her persistent prayer. And even in our persistent prayer, sometimes when it doesn't happen immediately and God knows our heart, he will answer it in a very strange way. As I said, for my constant prayer, that one wasn't answered. But I had many others that were. My son came back to God, married the most beautiful woman. I just kept praying, Lord, bring him a woman who loves you best and then him. And that's what he got. It's God knows what's best for us. Even though when we think we want something, it's not always right. And that's hard to accept. It is hard to accept. For a while I thought God had betrayed me. But he knows what is best for us. But what about when God seems... A million miles away. You've got no great huge requests from him. Um, you might be praying about something persistently, once a month, once a week, once a day, twice a day, three times a day, but God doesn't seem to be hearing. It seems like he's, he's deaf. Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> It seems like he's deaf. Seems like he's just, I don't know, he's just, you're not hearing a thing. And it's a horrible feeling. I hate it. I and mean, I'm sure it's happened to all of us at time, at a time when it's just like, well, I'm here. Where are you, God? And I have said that to him a few times. And I'm, then I'll say, yeah, well, all right, I know the answer. But it's not helping. But there is a connection between our prayers our obedience to god and his word i read in a book not that long ago where it said if God's asked you to do something and you haven't done it why would he bother asking you to do it again or asking no it wasn't that it was said why would he bother asking you to do something else when you haven't done the thing before And I thought, well, yeah, maybe, maybe, but then he knows how I feel. He knows if I think it's too hard. He doesn't think it's too hard, but I do. So I'm still, you know, a little bit, as I said when I read that. But then the other night, the last night that... Whoops, don't want that one yet. If the last night that we were at... What do we call it? Life group it really said something to me that hit me hard and it was that there is a connection between our obedience to god and the channel between us psalm 66 18 to 19 says if i had not confessed the sin in my heart my lord would not have listened But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Now, this is David who said this. And there are other verses that say very similar. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart. Now, why it hit me was, and I didn't tell the group this, and I'm not telling them what it was either, but there was something that really hit me. And I realised that over the years, I had actually hardened my heart to a sin so that I no longer recognised it as a sin. I had done that. It began with the first time I was really, really upset. I hadn't planned on actually telling you this, but anyway. I was really upset and I said to God and I confessed it. The second time I was still upset third time not so much fourth time i started making excuses oh well it doesn't really say in the bible that specifically oh well the world says it's okay oh well and this went on i have to tell you for years and years slowly 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 until in the end i didn't even recognize it as a sin now i can't say it stopped god from talking to me working with me etc i can't say that or i wouldn't have been up here preaching all these years but he sure hit me the other night with it to say what have you been doing with your unconfessed sin what have you been doing? You hardened your heart so much that you don't even know it. So does sin break our channel with God? In this case, because I'd gone so far, God was still talking to me, but I do wonder how much he might've used me if I didn't have that sin in my life. Oh, I won't know. But as Charlie said, the other night we were talking about and he said well what about the prodigal son he said he left home left his dad left home had a lovely time he wasn't communicating with his dad he wasn't communicating with anyone and it wasn't until he realized that he'd sinned went back to his dad and confessed that that communication was joined again and i thought that was a very good analogy thank you charlie <laughs> I love our discussions even if we argue which we seem to a little bit (laughs) where am i i've really lost i don't want that one yet i've really lost the plot in this so does does the sin break our connection i think it has to us to a certain extent i don't think it stops god ever listening but i don't think we have that close connection with god that we might have if we were um i can't see you honest and true one of the bits in the bible that we were in the book that we were studying from said part of the armor of god is the belt of truth now i always thought of the belt of truth as the truth of the bible You know, knowing God's truths, knowing the Bible, knowing everything else. But in this book it said, put on the belt of truth, which is truth. Living the truth, living the truth day by day, living the truth with God, telling him everything, telling him how you feel, telling him what's happening, but being straight up with God being straight up with man. Now, I had never, ever thought of the belt of truth being that. And I thought, well, that puts a big onus on me. Where am I? Ah, yes. You can't fool God only yourself. And I'm pretty good at it for a little while. And if you want to fool yourself, you can for a little while, but God will get you. (laughs) I know one mum with her children and she says, oh, my children ring up and she says, can you get God off my case? He won't leave me alone. Now, these are teenagers and I just think it's wonderful that they're recognising he's not going to leave them alone. And so they're asking their mum to get God off their case. Of course, she says, no, do it yourself. (laughs) So I do think that we can block the channel when we sin. Let me tell you another story. In PNG, I think I've said before, I love going to the prison there. Love being with the women there. If I want a dose of God, go to the prison and be with the women. There's, no, it's, there's a, a lady who's in there for life and God has her there for a reason. Every prisoner women prison, it's a women's prison, that goes in there, that woman brings to Christ. She is an amazing woman. I know one time, the last time I went to New Guinea, I think, I went in, oh, it might have been before that, but anyway, there was this woman there and all the rest had big smiles on their faces, but this woman was, had her head down and was just, you know, didn't really join in and I thought, hmm, I bet she's new. I wonder how long it'll take. Went back the next week. Next week I'm there, she's beaming, she's walking around, head up, and I thought she's... Yep, I just love that prison. But way back, we was, I was talking on healing in the prison to the women, and we'd finished off and we'd got into little groups where we were praying for each other for healing. And my little group... Um, the ones that had been prayed for healing, most of them said, yeah, yeah, look, that's better, it's gone. But this one woman said, no, I feel the same as I did. There's no, it's no. And I think it must have been the Holy Spirit because I knew nothing really about these women. And I said to her, is there anyone you haven't forgiven? And she looked at me and she said, yes, I said, do you want to forgive her? No, I didn't say that. I said, can you forgive her? And she looked at me and she said, Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I said, okay. Do you want to forgive her? Which is a different. Can you forgive her or do you want to forgive her? She said, yes, I think I do want to forgive her. I don't think I can, but I think I do want to. And so we said, well, look, we'll pray for you in that regard. And we just prayed for her that God would help her to forgive this woman that she wanted to but she didn't feel capable. And it wasn't a long involved prayer. It was maybe five minutes. I doubt it was that long. I was new to this game. And it was just a very short prayer asking God to enable her to forgive. Well, we stopped and I was talking to someone else by that stage and then she said, she stood up and she said to me, my shoulder's better, I've got no pain. She said, I've had this for weeks, it's gone. And I think that unforgiveness, that sin in her life had blocked God's channel for healing. Much as she knew God and he was answering her and she was talking to him, that was one sin that had blocked that channel. And when she said, yeah, I want to forgive, God enabled her. Now, forgiveness doesn't always work that way for all of us so quickly, does it? I can remember I had trouble with forgiving for 10 years. But I kept saying to God, I want to forgive. Help me to forgive. And he does. I can honestly say I have absolutely no pain about the thing that i was having trouble with absolutely none and i haven't had for years and i think that's how you can tell sometimes if you forgive if you can't even if you have no pain and you can't even remember the incident much you've forgiven but if that thing keeps coming back keep asking god because you haven't really if that pain keeps coming back or that resentment or whatever and I'm right off the track again and I'm looking at the time and thinking, yeah, right, I'm supposed to fill in another 20 minutes? Well, I'm not going to. <laughs> but the whole thing is be persistent in prayer. Charlie said another great thing. He said, use the Christian's bar of soap. Does anyone know what the bar of Christian's bar of soap is? No? Come on, Charlie, yell out the verse, and I'll see if I can remember it. If we our sins, he is and just to forgive us our and You all hear it? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Christian's bar of soap i'll love it i think that was so good so the finish off be persistent in prayer god promises that he will hear you it's like we were saying before he'll leave the 99 he'll he'll go after you he'll he'll listen he'll hear but he will answer in his own timing But whatever that timing is, it's right for you. And for the other person too, if there's another person involved, it's always be right. God is never late and he's not early. He's just on time. Josie calls him the last-minute God because she gets desperate and then finally he answers in the last hour. (laughs) And Aaron's nodding his head. (laughs) I know, Aaron's desperate to get some work, so if you'd all like to pray for him, that'd be amazing. (laughs) It's lovely to see you back, Aaron, and I'm sorry if I'm embarrassing you. (laughs) Be persistent. Not nagging not not being don't make it painful for yourself that's that's more what i'm inclined to do i'll get so into it that i'll just end up with a pain in my stomach and feeling sick i know when i've done that i'm trying too hard and i'm not letting god do the job don't be nagging just let god do what god does because he wants the very best for you keep a clean slate keep it short If you know you've hardened yourself to something, well then, deal with it. Deal with it. I can't say that I felt like a great load had fallen off. I can't say that it made any huge difference to me, physically, personally, confessing, but I know that that slate is clean with God. And since our studying, I've been getting up Whenever I've been talking with God, I'm saying, look, if there's anything between you and me that's not good, reveal it to me by your Holy Spirit. Let me know. I want a clean slate. And I reckon that's a good practice to get into. So let's, let's just finish with a, a prayer. Father, we come to you this morning and you know all the requests we have in our hearts. You know our thoughts, you know our feelings, you know our emotions. And even as Andrew was saying before, whoever it is is that's just hanging on by a thread. Father, you know it all and we just give it to you this morning. Father, we ask if there is any sin in our life that's breaking that true relationship with you that you would show us, that you would enable us to forgive, that you'd help us to want to forgive. Lord, we just give it to you this morning and we thank you that you love us so much, that you are relentless in your love for us, that you don't want to let us go. We thank you, Jesus, and we praise your holy name. Amen.